Good morning and happy Friday to you. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Oh, man, finally. It's been a weird week. You guys made it? Oh. Uh, some of you? I didn't think you were going to be here. I, you know, nip and tuck, right? But you are here. Congratulations. It's Friday morning and you made it. Thank you for spending uh, some time with us today. Judy, you've got shot number two. Judy, are you or are you not fully vaccinated? I am fully vaccinated, but that. not fully safe. It takes two weeks. how long does it? Two weeks. Two weeks. And yeah. I will, and I will say I feel a bit under the weather. Okay. Really? I could have stayed home today. All right. Yes, Symptoms? Nick. A very minor, but still, I feel like I'm getting flu like. I feel like I'm getting the flu. That's what I hear. So I'm a little right. yeah, but yeah. It, nothing. I mean, obviously, I'm at work, but yeah. then again, I am Wonder Woman. There is that. Um, yeah, that's but true. I'm thinking if this is all it is, then I'm. I'll take it. I mean, it's just, and everyone says it just lasts a day, but it's usually the day after. Yeah. That would be today. We will keep monitoring Judy throughout the show. If you see me fall over, you might just have <laughs> safety tip. And make sure you tell them I got tip. the vaccine. Yeah, the, yeah. There's nothing more than that. Uh, another day, uh, another rash of mass uh, shootings in America. Right? Goodness, yeah. what's going on? I, I, I always struggle with this because the definition of a mass shooting per the FBI is three or more people. Injured. Okay. Don't have to be yeah. killed. And by that definition, Shine. there is a couple every day. Honestly, there's a couple of shootings where at least three every single day. So you have to have like a a spin or a twist or there isn't anything else going on. And then those stories become bigger. That's just the way it works. Well, again, I would say it's the random ones are the ones that capture the headlines. Because the random shootings, yeah. not the systemic ones. If you just Google happen, shootings. Right. Thursday, there were a yeah. couple hundred of them. But in terms <laughs> you know of the random shootings, there's yeah. like this rash. I hate it. I feel well, you like... say random. The ones that we had yesterday, one of them, uh, the one in Texas. Yeah. Right? Brian, Texas. Appears to be a guy went to the workplace. He had a beef right. with the boss or, you know, one of those things. So, I mean, you say random. That's not like my definition of random. That's not like the guy that went in the grocery store. This guy went to his office for some reason. Disgruntled. Something. Maybe yeah. guy uh, reprimanded, fired, didn't get a raise. I don't know. Yeah. I, I see. I would still I'm not, say I'm that. Not saying I would it's say better. that's random. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I did he kill? He knew who and the people were one, he was shooting. One person. I, but see, was did he? Killed? Did he know? Because many times they go in and they just start shooting and they kill well, people. But if that, he worked there, I assumed. Yeah, but they just start shooting sometimes. It wasn't a huge business. I'm assuming he kind of knew that there was only like a couple dozen people there and he shot five of them yeah and one died I, one, one yeah yeah and then you had and i guess the shooting actually happened wednesday but we learned more about it yesterday was the and and again this is why it's a story ex nfl player yeah right yeah nfl uh, uh, not a not a big star no he played for like five six different yeah, teams, yeah defensive back uh, played for a bunch of different teams apparently he was seeing a doctor, and the doctor cut him off of medication. I, I'm I'm really curious to find if it was pain meds, because that's where my my mind goes. If you're an ex NFL player, you've got aches, maybe you have concussions, you're constantly in pain. Was he looking for opioids? Was he looking for these? You know what oh. I'm saying? These power. And the doctor cut him off of the medicine. He shows up at the doctor's house, kills the doctor's wife, the two grandkids, mm -hmm. a guy working on the house. And then kills himself. 
Now, both of these crimes yesterday, they used handguns, mass shootings. They were handguns used. It's it's relevant to the talk because, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence because any day that you would announce any sort of gun legislation, there'd be a shooting. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, it's not like uh, you, you waited for the day. They're always yeah, in just, America. Yeah. Some are worse mm-hmm. than others. But yesterday, uh, President Biden um, targeted ghost guns, which my guess is via, via executive order. Probably a lot of people are not even familiar with what ghost guns are. Yeah. Like when you say ghost yeah, I guns. I never heard of a ghost gun. Literally, you never heard of it. No. Okay. Mm-mm. So then again, I just learned about ghosting when it comes to dating. So I'm a little behind the times. So ghost guns are untraceable, don't have serial numbers, and are guns that I say the average person with a minimal amount of dexterity, (laughs) you know, know how around the shop. Yeah, yeah. you got yourself a shop bench and some tools. Could order and build themselves. So you buy the parts. What is it a kit? Yeah, it's like a model. Oh, <laughs> you, my you know, goodness. Uh, but when you're done with it, instead of having a, uh, you know, the space Mustang, shuttle or yeah. a '66 Mustang, yeah, you, you, you glued together, you have a gun. Huh. So everything you need to build a gun, you yeah. can get without having any scrutiny, without having to. Correct. Now, see, this is very scary to me because when you're talking about gun reform. Just getting guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them. Well, now they can just make their own gun, right? Potentially. Now, I would turn around and say, I have not heard. And, and just because part of the problem is any legislation you have, somebody or any idea you have, somebody goes, well, it wouldn't stop this one. I get it. Right. Okay. Full stop. There's yeah. not one thing that would stop everything. I get it. But these, the mass shootings we're talking about. Are not being committed with ghost guns. Just, just right. to be clear, these are yeah. not, and none of them are alleged. None of the recent shootings was an unregistered, unlicensed ghost. No, they aren't. But I, I did see. Oh my god, I'm gonna say it was a sheriff in Los Angeles, LA County sheriff, who said uh, a third. I want to say he said a third of the guns they've recovered, um, confiscated from shootings, are these unregistered in some way, shape, or form, either a ghost gun or an unregistered weapon. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I wonder if they're... That was used in a crime, was used in the commission of a crime. For the shooting. That's what they... Okay. Uh, again, oh. I thought that number was pretty uh, high. I don't buy well, that. Because and you know, I haven't heard of a lot of these. Does that include guns where they... Potentially, they, they... They take off the serial number. Right. You know, they're, so they're not really ghost guns, right. but they're I think the definition them. moves yeah. around. So the, right. the, the mm-hmm. kit guns, let's just refer to them as kit guns. Yeah. Um, that's the one where, where Biden targeted yesterday via executive order. So if you have to go through a background check to purchase a gun down at, you know, Bob's Gun and Ammo. Yeah. Are you uniquely disadvantaged in some way, shape or form to have to do the same thing to purchase a kit online? I don't, I don't think so. This one doesn't, this doesn't rise to the level of I'm outraged by it. Yeah, not me. Nick? I mean, next comes registration. 
and confiscation? Well, see, but know. that's always yeah. I don't go down the road. Yeah, yeah. I, and I just don't think we're ever going to get to yeah. that, Nick. I appreciate that, but no one's ever going to take your guns. No one's ever going to take your guns. No, they like, won't because I'll shoot them first. Right? But yeah, yeah. yeah, no one's ever coming to take your guns. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't believe yeah. that. That that's to me been is an argument for that's ever. a bookend that I don't yeah. go to. No, I'm a gun owner, and no one has ever come to take my guns. No one's ever asked for them, and no one ever will. Yeah, and I used to, you know, thirty years ago, that was an argument. Yeah, when all this was coming up but now yeah but why, why should you be not. able to and and again it, i realize that, that you got to start somewhere so i'm okay with that i don't think that infringes on the second amendment in the slightest if you have to go through a background check in some way shape or form why should you be able to buy all the parts of a gun right. it's like saying well i need to register my car with the state of illinois if i buy it at the dealership but if i i build it myself i don't yeah no it's still a car yeah you know, you're still uh, just because you ordered the parts online from ford you know and built it in your garage but doesn't make it any less of a car right yeah so also um we got into the the discussion about um uh what do i call it um red flag laws yeah mm. that to me is the scarier one only from the standpoint of it just strikes me as so subjective so some, some states, states have it, have it some though. states yeah. have it and so all i took that to be was it could be a <laughs> cut and paste <laughs> for states that don't have it but the states would still have to decide that they want some form of a red flag law again getting back to these mass shootings that we've had it doesn't appear that red flag laws would have necessarily stopped them right because because just because somebody's weird just because somebody's acting odd, just because somebody, you know what I'm saying, yeah. is a loner or depressed or seems dodgy, does not rise to the level of going before a judge or law enforcement and getting an order to take your firearms away from you. you that's a high bar. So the red flag law right now is like if you have You've been, been adjudicated mentally ill. Yeah, okay. Then the, 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 the local sheriff may come and take your guns away from yeah. you. Well, I believe in Illinois, with, there is a red flag law here, and I believe it, it more focuses on instances of uh, like domestic, domestic violence. Oh, okay. if, you, if you're, right. you're, I'm not even sure it's accused or convicted. I think it's convicted of domestic violence. You would have to surrender firearms, maybe for a certain period of time. And this, so there are yeah. they do exist, but it is a legal standard. It's not a hey, I think that guy's nuts. Take his gun away from him. It's that does that's not how it works. Yeah. Now, the um, shooting in South Carolina, didn't they say that that guy had, he should have been on a list, but he wasn't? I didn't see that. I think I did. Hmm. So here you have the laws, and they aren't even adhered to, so. Uh, Bob in Oswego. Hey, what, good morning, guys. Good morning. What point do you want to make? Um, well, I built an AR-15 this okay. past year, and hmm. in Illinois, in order to get the main part of the gun... Yeah, which is the upper receiver right for AR-15. Low, lower, yeah, lower, 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 lower receiver. Lower, lower. Yes, my my <laughs> Um, you have to have you have to purchase that, and the serial number comes with it, and okay. you have to go go through all the waiting and everything, just like buying a gun, just to buy that piece of metal, just to get and that one right. piece of the gun that makes it functional. Without that, it's not a gun. You basically. Right. Yeah. And then the rest of the parts, you know, you buy online, sure. put it together. And the reason for doing that is because some of the guns at the gun stores are not made of the best quality. Oh, okay. So you want you want a better, you know, more reliable gun, and then you build it yourself. And with you the can parts customize you it. You can yeah. make it the way you want. Right. Yeah. Right. right. 
I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm under the impression that there's a lot of that. I think one of the concerns is, if again, to play the, the other side of it is that you don't, some people can still get that part without going through that right. process. Uh, okay, yeah. So right, they, can, they yeah. have to machine it themselves. Is, is what happens. You buy a blank and then you machine it. A blank. And you can do that with a drill press. I mean, mm-hmm. wh- really, it's hilarious to me going going through all that trouble. You can just buy a gun without it's a anyone hobby, knowing. Judy. It's a yeah. hobby for yeah, some people. No, no, people. no. I'm yeah. saying for people who want to it use it like nefariously. A, right, the types why of people would, you, yeah, the would pi- not go through that. The ones length. we don't want to, to mm-hmm. have ghost guns, they'll just get re- regular guns. Yeah, it's, not gonna, it's, it's not that hard. six weeks building it. Yeah. It's not that hard. That's new print. No, this is old. I was going to say, okay. Yeah. There's a new Prince album coming out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. Five I just years, want to remind you. Five oh. years after Prince has died, uh, he's not slowing down. He's a prolific writer mm. and performer, apparently even from the grave. They must have some great internet wherever he is. And uh, he, uh, the estate, if you will, is going to be releasing songs. It's coming out 60 minutes on Sunday. They're going to come. That's very bizarre. Yeah. 60 minutes. We're going to have the debut of it Sunday night. You'll be able to hear new Prince music. Now, Prince is a unique artist in a variety of ways. You being a huge Prince fan. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, Prince is known for writing performing, producing songs that never came out. That he had, what's the estimate? How many songs does he have? Print songs you've never heard. 8,000. Thousands. Yeah. He has a vault at Paisley Park full of songs. Full of songs that no one's ever heard. Estimated to be around 8,000. Yeah. So he would just crank out songs. So one of the examples of this, and it's one of my favorite Prince examples, is he had a song... um, um, he had been in a fight with Warner Brothers Records. And it was a whole time when he had to change his name because Warner Brothers owned the name Prince. Yeah. So he changed it to the, remember the symbol? The symbol, yeah. And then he put slave on his face. Remember that? Yeah. I and- have that symbol tattooed on me, so. <laughs> go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> Laugh away. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so he did that 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 symbol. Yeah. And so then he put out a song, okay? God, why am I blinking on the title? He put out a song, um, Most Beautiful Girl in the World. Yeah. As Symbol Man. Not as Prince. The, the as artist, the artist formerly known yeah. as Prince. Tef, 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 Tef. Yeah. yeah. So the story went. That was just one of the songs he had in the vault. And the record label, Warner Brothers was fighting with him over music and artistic control and this and other. Yeah. And the president at the time, a guy named Mo Austin, who I knew, apparently in a argument said, well, you don't have hits anymore. Ooh. You just haven't made hits. Prince kept putting out records. He wasn't a big top of the charts guy. Yeah. At the, you know, it would be like one every really good song, six, but not radio years, friendly. Yeah. Right, not radio hits. Yeah. And Prince said, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> And so that song, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, which went to number one, yeah. was a song he pulled out of his vault, put it out on another record label, Bellmark Records. Really? As a screw you, as in I can have a hit any time I want. I choose not to have hits. Wow. That is the story behind yeah. The Most Beautiful Girl in the World song by Prince, that that was literally put out just to screw with the record label because they said, well, you don't have hits anymore. 
And he just went in the vault. Yeah. Like, he released that song like three days later. Like, oh, I got oh, one of those. Really? Hits. <laughs> I got a whole file of hits. Yeah. Look at that. I'll pull that one out. Boom. Yeah. Now what? And now that he's dead, obviously, you would these, songs are gonna, but these songs are going to become hits, right? Regardless if they're good or not. I don't know. I think so. Prince fans, there are hardcore Prince fans yeah. to say the least. So Prince has a, a new <laughs> album coming out. It's, it feels weird to say that about a person who's assumed room temperature five years ago, but mm-hmm. we uh, are looking forward to it. Cheese more than others, yeah. right? All right. Still doesn't mean there isn't time for a criminal of the day. Well, I think we got a good one today, by the way. I got to give a shout out to a 10 year old Stillwater, Oklahoma boy. Ooh. Who loves him some Cheerios. <laughs> Allegedly, after the family went to sleep one night, the little boy sneaked out of the house, jumped in mom's minivan, and decided he needed some cereal for the store. You know, because breakfast is the most important meal of the well, day, they duh. told him, right? Police noticed what looked like a child in a van, <laughs> driving erratically, running stop signs and lights, and then speeding away from the officer trying to pull him over with full lights and sirens. Nice. Cops say the van then drove through an intersection, in reverse, Ooh. and ended up in a front yard where the chase came to an end. While being interrogated in the squad car, the boy claimed his dad, quote, wanted him to have Cheerios before school in the morning, unquote, and sent him to the store to get some. When asked if his <laughs> father was intoxicated, the boy admitted, yes, yes, he was. <laughs> oh, okay, now we know who the criminal Your is. Your dad under the bus. But wait, there's more. Oh, no. When the officer took the boy home, he found the boy's parents had been asleep, and there were no signs of intoxication. Ooh. The boy then admitted he just left home without his parents' knowledge to go to the store. So for stealing the family van for a Cheerios run, leading police (laughs) on a chase through Stillwater, and claiming your drunk dad made you do it. Nice. All at 10 years old, you are the Bruce St. James Show criminal Uh, of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. Or cool. Or cool. Or the new survey that you guys uh, just posted regarding dare I say, attitudes of Chicago. Uh, Pretty darn interesting because apparently we're a pessimistic lot. Yeah, people are not very happy at the moment. Um, You know, the mayor said that uh, she's not surprised because we're still coming out of COVID. Uh, It's winter and whatever, but uh, the numbers weren't numbers weren't very good uh, by pretty large majorities. Uh, Chicagoans don't think the city's headed in the right direction. Uh, they have real doubts about light to its leadership, and uh, they're really upset about the schools. Is it fair to say that any politician, like I don't know any politician that's doing well in the pandemic, like polling-wise. almost It seems like no matter what decisions you made, you could be rightfully criticized. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm saying that that people are disappointed in general at the leaders is that is that fair to say um i'm not familiar with all the polls yeah. uh, i suspect there is uh, some truth to what you say i mean this is an impossible job right now if you if you can't cure everybody right now uh and you can't uh, uh and if you do things to make people try to act in a healthy way mm-hmm. either way you're gonna you're gonna get shots from somebody it's noteworthy though that at least in this sample uh, Governor Pritzker uh, did considerably better than Mayor Lightfoot in terms of his job performance. He, he was a positive by around 60. She was only at 16, which uh, some people strike as, think is oh, a little low to be believed. I'm a minute raised my eyebrows. But uh, <laughs> like I said, the mayor said she's not surprised because uh, we're in tough times. And what, we're taking it on on her? Because I'm really surprised at those numbers between the mayor and the governor. Big difference from the way people yeah, see I, it. I would have thought the governor would have had some low marks. 
Well, remember, the poll was taken primarily among people from the city of Chicago and to a, a lesser degree, people in suburban Cook County. If there's an area of the state of Illinois where Pritzker's going to be strong, that's it. Yeah. Uh, also remember that uh, that uh, Lori Lightfoot uh, got office under unusual circumstances. Uh, she was elected largely, I think, uh, in part because of the Mike Madigan scandal was breaking and the Ed Burke scandal was breaking, and she came across as completely new and non-machine and uh, reformer type. That all helped her, but she but she didn't have the same kind of long-term institutional base, particularly in the African-American community, that a lot of other veteran politicians like Tony Franklin would have. And maybe that's kind of showing up, too. Greg Hines is joining us right now from Cranes, a new survey that you guys did uh, in collaboration with the Daily Line Chicago and ABC7, where, you know, taking a look at attitudes, if you will. What do Chicagoans see as the biggest problem? When they're pessimistic about the, the track of the city moving forward, what specifically are they really disappointed in? Well, it's 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 not jobs. Um, most people said that uh, Chicago is actually still a pretty good place to get a job. Um, and it's not lack of uh, things to keep us entertained. People said, hey, this is a great place for, for the most part to, uh, to have people in, you know, uh, to uh, uh, be entertained and that sort of thing. Um, it's concentrated in services. Um, uh, by government agencies, not all. Uh, the, par- the Park District gets pretty good marks. The uh, fire department gets pretty good marks, but there's real concern about safety, the police, mm. uh, uh, both in terms of lack of safety and police abuse. Uh, and uh, there's people are very, very unhappy with public schools. I mean, the the, the one that surprised me is only 35% of those surveyed said Chicago is a good place to raise a kid right now. Wow. Those are bad numbers. If those are anywhere close to, to true this city's got a real problem. Hey, Greg, it says this is the inaugural edition of this index. So is this a great year to start doing this kind of a, a survey? Well, we hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, the idea here is to kind of put together a continuing jury. This is a little different than a conventional poll. Uh, and uh, kind of go back pretty much to the same group every quarter and oh. see what they think, see if attitudes have changed. So we kind of see how public A- opinion compare evolves apples to over apples. time. Yeah, okay, interesting. Hey, Greg, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. That's uh, Greg Hines with Cranes. It is interesting that as bad as uh, Mayor Lightfoot has, do you, do you know who's worse? <laughs> oh. the, the city council actually gets low. Wow. Aldermen? Oh. Yeah, the aldermen actually get rated worse, uh, except people think their aldermen is better. Yeah. Oh, of, of course. course. There's all the, the other, other guys. guys. Those, yeah. those rat bastards. <laughs> <laughs> my Ray guy, Lopez? Oh, I love Ray Lopez. He's yeah. my guy. He's that not other. the problem. Yeah. Those people over there are the problem. I, I do think it's interesting, and I, it, what an, uh, it'll be good to see as they track this. Right. If you're asking the same people, you'll be able to yeah. literally see, okay, our attitudes changing, our attitudes shifting. And you got to believe that if you're going to do a survey like this on attitudes towards the city, attitude towards services, education, police, uh, um, uh, job opportunities, the mayor, it can only go up, right? I was going to say, man, we started at the bottom, now yeah. we up. Uh, it you know? has to go it up, has doesn't to. it? I mean, and you can't forget about the COVID piece, you no, know, but the I, pandemic. I is, but that's my point. Yeah. Doesn't it have to go up right. as if it doesn't. some normalcy Okay, if the mayor's returns? numbers go down, she's in big trouble. She's only at 16% now uh, at this. I, I that, would argue that well, is... Even Greg but, Hines is like, oh, that number is really low. It seems low. awful yeah, low. Maybe it's based on height. 
Good point. Yeah. <laughs> See, if it's based on height, you Maybe always go back rank, to height. Rank public officials based height. on height. Oh my that's why she's so low. Over six oh, foot, isn't man. he? man. Huge guy. So he's in the 60s. Oh. She's three foot something. Yeah. She's down at 16%. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mayor Lightfoot's still throwing it out there. One if on one. only it was that easy. I know, right? Yeah. It seems like when we ask a lot of questions regarding COVID, regarding the vaccines, understandably, there's a lot of, we don't know. Yeah. Well, what's it like to be five years after? We don't know. No one's been five years after. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, what's it like to be a year after the vaccine? I don't know. Nobody's been more than six months after the vaccine. Like, how long does it last? I don't know. So I can acknowledge your some of it is just never happened before. But there is some some new data out there. There's some research out there that says that if you contract the coronavirus, you're one of the people that, quote, gets sick from it that there may be lasting impacts well past when you stop coughing or sneezing. Joining us right now is ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan. And Jim, good morning. What are we finding out about these long-term effects from COVID? Hey, Bruce. Yeah, this is uh, published in Lancet Psychiatry. And so you can tell that it's probably some mental health related Mm -hmm. issue. And these aren't just people who got a little bit sick, you know, had to miss a day of work or uh, just felt uh, a bit uh, down or loopy because of COVID. These are people who were seriously sick, ended up in the hospital, some on uh, respirators before they recovered and got out of the hospital and, and finally felt better. But some percentage of them, about a third, did have long-term or neurological or mental health sorts of impacts. Wow. Uh, Something like 34%. It's based on 236,000 medical records on people mainly in the United States. So that seems to be the the long-term kind of effect, you know, talking uh, about things like depression or uh, mood disorders, uh, substance abuse, all of this among people who before they had COVID had none of that stuff. Wow. Yikes. And are they are they still do they know um, are they still suffering from it? I mean, is this a long term thing or is it something that just kind of happened and goes away after a while? Well, as Bruce pointed out there, Judy, we just don't we don't know yet because this is still something that's fairly new. Certainly those folks are going to be studied for a long time to come. But I think the authors of this of this study are, are hoping that. It, it's a wake-up call to the mental health profession to ensure that there are folks out there uh, that, that have the resources that they need if they do start to have these kinds of issues, these anxiety issues or depression. I think a, a, here's a great example. The, the Texas Roadhouse is a nationwide restaurant chain, right? It's mm-hmm. actually based mm-hmm. in Tennessee. The founder of that company, Kent Taylor, came down with COVID symptoms, and he was in the hospital. He was quite sick. Once he was out, he had severe uh, ringing of the ears. He had other mental health issues. Depression eventually took his own life. Right. All of yeah. this apparently because of COVID. Uh, hmm. So you can see that this can be a fairly serious kind of thing. He and his family said that he was squarely because he had contracted COVID. Well, and again, the research appears to be backing it up somewhat. 36% of the people who got ill, uh, we'll use yeah. the term seriously ill from COVID, are suffering some form of mental uh, impact. So are, uh, what are the psychiatrists and the doctors saying? Uh, w- what do we need to do moving forward? Because it strikes me there could be a bit of a a bubble coming. Absolutely. And, and that's a big concern there. And and primarily it's about having those resources out there. Sure, the, the, the medical resources, the, you know, the medicine to treat the physical after effects of COVID, but also 
the counselors, the, the psychiatrists, psychologists, people in that line of work who are ready to respond to the mental health issues that may come out of COVID. So that's, that's really the, what they're hoping for. The, the, the folks who authored this report want to see that, in fact, those resources are out there as well as the physical resources. Yeah. Jim, thank you. Thank you so much for yeah. your, your time this morning. That's ABC News' Jim Ryan about the long-term effect on mental health. I think you're going to have... You you don't have to um, play worst case scenario to to look into the future and say we already have an issue where people don't feel comfortable uh, coming forward, raising their hands, maybe don't even know what the symptoms are. Oh, I'm just a little blue, or yeah. he's just a little down today, or she's just not herself, right? And that this can manifest itself in some way, shape, or form. It almost strikes me like you know, Judy. I know you as a as a cancer survivor do regular cancer screenings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, do they need to add to those that have contracted COVID, like regular mental health screenings right. to see, it, are you one of the, apparently nearly one in three, wow. who may contract some mental health issues tied into your 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 COVID? Yeah, and it does seem like it's the, the people who suffered severe cases of COVID. Remember, for our COVID special, we actually spoke to uh, someone, a uh, local man from a hospital who, you know, his... His COVID symptoms were, they were going on for six months. Six months after he left I mean, the hospital. Yeah. And that alone, and like the, like, uh, Jim said, the ringing of the ears, they're such, you know, harsh symptoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about living with ringing of the ear. It's, it's awful. Cause my first inclination really is always to think, well, maybe these people already have some issues that are just now exacerbated. Right. But it doesn't well, what seem this like research that. says no, is there had been no instances, right. there had been no nothing like that. And, and then, then add the pandemic. The only thing that changed was COVID. Right. COVID <laughs> and that they've been in a pandemic stress. and isolated and stress right. and no job and no money. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, could be in for a very harsh next year. Some breaking news coming out of England. His Royal Highness, uh, the Prince Philip Duke of Edinburgh, has passed away at the age of 99. If uh, any of you uh, pay attention to the royal family, uh, maybe you watched uh, The Crown, you know, where he is yeah. uh, prominently featured over uh, every episode, if you will, him from a young uh, prince all the way up through uh, uh, um, relatively modern day. So uh, the uh, Prince Philip has passed away at the age of 99. He was just in the hospital recently uh, and, yeah, and got he's out. He's been ill for a while. Well, and, and, you know, He's but 99. 99. Yeah, you know, but I he's mean, lived a really good life. He's pretty amazing yeah. uh, life, to say the least. I worry yeah. about the queen, you know. They've been together so long. Since she was 17, 18, yeah. something like wow. that. 13. Yeah. Yeah. They're like third or fourth or, I don't know. They're cousins, cousins, aren't they? Yes, they are. No, I mean, all the royals yeah. are. Of course. Related in some way. Blood in the family. So knowing farm. nothing about the royal family, yeah. what impact does this have on... Like chain of succession? No, because yeah. he was never going to be king. Okay, right, right. Because yeah. he married. If you marry into it, you aren't in the line of succession. You have to be born into it. Ah, okay. Right. So that's why uh, next up is Charles, Prince Charles, mm-hmm. who should just step aside and give it to William, if you ask me. Ouch. But and then Sorry. his his eldest son. William would be the next, you know. And Harry's and then, out. And then Harry's out because yeah. William has children. Right. And then as soon as oh, William had a child. He's the firstborn, okay. Right. That it, then it, it follows a line. Do you oh, know what wow. I'm saying? So, so if you keep having just children, rude. you're, the, you're yep. the spare. They call it the heir <laughs> wow. and the spare. Yeah. So you're Man. there in case something happens. Although I feel like in history, non-blood has become king or queen. 
Yeah, usually by beheading by, the king. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, there are ways to do they it. They haven't yeah. done it recently, I would yeah, say. I, yeah, 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 yeah the Crusades, you yeah. know, fundamentally changed what it meant to Harry be the king. Harry comes back with an axe and I'm starts king. looking at it. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, <laughs> you're, you're king. Yeah. Okay. yeah, if you kill off all of the heirs uh, on the other side of the bloodline, you're the only one left standing, they go... Uh, yeah. I guess you're the king. <laughs> I guess you could be queen. Uh, you're the last one standing. Uh, uh, good yeah. for you. So, uh, again, Prince Philip, his royal highness, the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, has passed away at the age of 99. Good morning to you. It's Bruce Judy Cheese in studio. Brand on the other side of the double pane bulletproof uh, glass. Now, we've heard this discussion before, and it's been going on everywhere. Um, removal of statues, mm. the taking down of monuments because of, of things they may have represented uh, in the past, uh, hurtful, harmful, etc. Here in Chicago, we actually have a commission. The Chicago Monuments Project has an advisory committee, and they've been having public meetings about what should stay and what should go looking at art because i mean many of these monuments are sculptures it's art i mean yeah. it's subjective in a certain sense but certainly the people and i thought something interesting came out of it because it strikes me that there is a standard that if applied to monuments or statues let's just leave it at monuments and statues would anyone be able to achieve it would any figure in history rise to the level? Here was one of the terms that came out of this. Sister Teresa? The expectation that the figure that we memorialize in these monuments have to reach some unattainable bar in terms of their level of perfection is impossible to reach. The argument being, while we could say, should we have a Hitler statue in downtown Chicago? Everybody goes, no. I am, yeah. No. Yeah, it's a hard no. We can agree on that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start going down the degrees. Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln did a lot of good things. Abraham Lincoln also uh, was instrumental in removing Indians from native land. Okay, so where's he on the yeah. list? I yeah. guess, like, Okay, yeah. so if, if, if Hitler is a 100% no, where's Lincoln? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, is he 78? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and but that, I think it's pretty clear. There are no Hitler statues, right? There are not no Not to my Hitler knowledge. Statues. Yeah. But Wait, my, there my, are Lincoln statues. There because, are Lincoln statues. Yeah. How about Columbus? Well, here, so I looked up a, the definition of a monument. A statue, building, or other structure erected to commemorate a famous or notable person or event. Not necessarily a good Well, Perfect. I don't know. Commemorate? Uh, um, unassailable. Christopher Columbus was instrumental in, again, the narrative of discovering America in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Maybe there should just be another plaque there. But he also did some other things that yeah. you could look at and go, all right, that seems inappropriate at the time. Uh, so on balance, is it 51% good you get a statue, 51% bad you're out? Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, founders, they're on money. But they, own slaves. but they own slaves. The okay, so who, where is yeah, it? Yeah, why are they on the list? That's what I want to know. Why? Who Because somebody. One person? But somebody can find fault 
with almost every figure in history, not just American history, in history. You said Mother Teresa. I'm sure somebody's got a beef with her yeah, somewhere. Right? <laughs> Let me tell you about the time oh, Mother when Teresa she was younger. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no idea. But the problem being is if perfection is the goal, you're not going to have any statue. You're not going to have any mm -hmm. monuments because yeah. nobody could reach that level. Listen. You could Martin Luther King. There are there are things about Martin Luther King's background where you would say, well, if we're going to hold him to that standard, Martin Luther King, you know, might have cheated on his wife a little bit. Are we going to are we going to have a statue for a guy who uh, uh, who was a womanizer? You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but he did all these great things for uh, civil rights. Okay, so where's the balance? Well, and maybe it's the balance comes in what is written on that monument. It's, you generally just don't have a monument. It says here is you know. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr., who was instrumental in so so defying. So do you add womanizer to that? No, why would you? As well, no, and well, I would. Well, I would. We got to point out his faults. But no, see, I, no, I'm we not don't. Trying to That's what I'm saying. Martin Luther King, any more than I'm trying to say that a, a statue of yeah. Abraham Lincoln should say, "Oh, and by the way, he kicked all the Indians off their land." Like yeah. I'm well, just saying, okay, maybe he did so much good, but maybe there's the the asterisk that says Mark. he was instrumental in pushing. So you have to put all their faults on it as well. Mark in Wilmington. Do, do these people have to be perfect? Um, I I thought maybe uh, Mancow is good, but you are changing WLS. You're doing a great job, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, they don't have to. They do not have to be perfect, right? And I think they just have to change history of their time and everything. And like for the um, better, change history for the better. For the, for the better, Columbus changed history for the for the better. I agree. Even though you believe. Um, and there's another, why not have the Chicago Olympic Committee? They changed history in Chicago, even though they lost, they were, you know, mm -hmm. real, um, bribe the judges, even though Chicago, the, right? They should, they should get a statue. Yeah. There you go. But uh, you yeah. got an argument. Like, uh, but the, his point is, where, where is yeah. that scale? But, Do you well, see what I'm saying? Cause even I acknowledge, I don't know, I'm not offended by any statue on the planet. Period. Full stop. Just not offended by statues. That's not me. Yeah, I, I have other things to get worried about. Statues aren't one. Yeah, I don't walk up to him. I, I got a ah, beef with you. Like I go looking for yeah, a statue. Yeah. I don't like that guy. Oh, you know? you, but you would you a... be offended by no. a Hitler statue? No, I wouldn't. Honestly, because it's not me. I, I, Hitler is a figure in history. I mean, he exists. I don't. I would hope that he we wouldn't. But he, we should not commemorate him with a statue. Well, I don't think there would be one. I don't Bruce either. would walk up yeah. to and go. And what, the fact so that you can argue Lincoln, Columbus, George Washington shows, well, you're asking for a level of perfection that no human could ever reach. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone can find fault in them, does that mean no statue, no monument? And see, maybe it's just a matter of what we have, we deal with. By maybe putting the asterisk there, doing something, leaving the statue, but making it clear that it wasn't always good, and then going forward, oh, that's what you're gonna like, say you're gonna yeah, yeah, like all, yeah, it's like you're gonna have like fine print yeah. on the bottom of every no, monument. you could Here's have it as part of the wrong. story. It is part of the story. I mean, let's face it, we gloss over you know Christopher Columbus and what happened to the Indians. We so, do. One of our texters wrote in about the the monument to the Fort Dearborn massacre. Yeah, that's a good mm -hmm. one too. That's over the bridge there. I mean. You know, and yeah, I don't know that I, I it, it doesn't sit well with me to take monuments down, but I get s some monuments that really are hurtful to people. 
I don't think I don't think Lincoln and Columbus are hurtful to people. Well, Judy, Judy, they took down the Balbo Monument. Yeah. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah. I don't even know. I know. Yeah. Nobody remembers that Mussolini gave it to the city of Chicago. Right. But they took it down anyways. I right. mean, so, you know, where is the, the hell? Line? Leave it up. Where's the right. line? I say leave it up, too. And yeah, just... Who was offended? Who were the people that they, they were right. sitting outside of it now... going, I'm shocked. I am shocked. Foot police policy and a need for a change in that policy. And I will admit that I wasn't 100% sure, even tried to look it up, what the policy was and what it needed to change to. So we're going to talk to somebody that understands that. Joining us right now is Gary McCarthy, former top cop here in Chicago. Uh, Gary, good morning to you. Good morning. How you doing? Doing good. So can you help me understand a little bit from a law enforcement perspective, specifically from a Chicago Police uh, Department perspective, what are the policies regarding foot pursuits? What are officers trained or told to do? Um. I'm sorry to tell you this, but I probably can't. Really? Because there, there's, yeah, there's there's no policy now. Um, I, I can tell you about vehicle pursuits. Um, my concern is with this specific case, um, if it was a bad shooting, we, we certainly would have heard more by now. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't anticipate that this is going to be a bad shooting. There was a gun recovered. Um, the, the question I have is what what would a foot pursuit policy say? A vehicle pursuit policy, and and unfortunately, um, and I don't mean to cast dispersions, but lawyers get involved in creating policies for departments, and they become very wordy and very complicated. And they talk about consider this, consider that, consider the other thing. Well, you're not thinking about any of that stuff when you think that somebody has a gun or shots are being fired at you. So <clears throat> it's it's really difficult to uh, manipulate and, and manage these policies to make them practical. Mm-hmm. And, and the vehicle pursuit policy boils down to this. The, and it's probably 10 pages long, by the way, but it boils down to this. Does the danger of the vehicle pursuit taking place outweigh the danger of that individual getting away? Right, right. Because, and that was because there were some high-profile incidents where innocent people were struck by either by the pursuer or even by yeah. police income cases, running lights, et cetera. So I understood why the, the vehicle pursuit one came around. I admit, like you, to being confused about the foot pursuit one. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty confused by it myself. But Gary, I, I'm, in, in... I'm not sure what it can say that's going to do anything. Um, I, I just don't get it. So if we take this, just... if we take this specific case, though, where the 13-year-old was shot... Um, and by the way, first, I would like to ask you, because we're just finding out that they were supposed to release the video and now they're saying they're not going to release it today. Yeah. Do you know why that would be? Why are they holding off so long in releasing the video? If it's, if like you say, Um, it's a, it's a good shooting. Well, you know what I mean. I I don't. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, within, within policy. Right. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and unfortunately, see, we've painted ourselves into a corner. And if you go back five, ten years, go back to Laquan McDonald. At the time of that event, first of all, two things everybody has to realize is that the City Corporation Council made an agreement with the family to not release that video and gave them $5 million. And that happened on the civil side. That had nothing to do with the criminal investigation. The criminal investigation was being conducted by IPRA, the state's attorney, 
and the U.S. attorney at the time, the U.S. attorney impaneled the grand jury. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, nobody does because they never released their findings. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it, it really smells. But at the end of the day, um, that video was not in the possession. It might have been in our possession of CPD, but it was not us who were controlling anything to do with the investigation. And that quote unquote cover up happened on the civil side. So that's first of all. But second of all, we've painted ourselves into a corner now where we're saying that we're going to release videos in such and such time frame. The investigations might not be completed. And it's really not a good idea to release information about an investigation until it's completed. It's kind of arbit- so arbitrary and, deadline. Yeah, we shouldn't read anything into it, which I know everyone does. So if <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not going to release it yet, it could mean anything. It could mean absolutely anything. And, and just to, to put an exclamation point on it, last night I was, the tragic case of the two-year-old getting shot on Lakeshore Drive, last yeah. night I was listening to the grandmother talk about the fact that her boyfriend instigated the whole issue, so on and so forth, by, by pulling out his gun. He claims he didn't fire. Um, she just created a defense for the boyfriend, <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or actually for the shooter. Right, for the... He for pulled the, out his gun first. Yeah, if he brandished he a weapon first, first, yeah. Yeah. Then, then the shooter is going to say that, that I was afraid for my life, therefore I fired my illegal gun. So he'll get convicted mm-hmm. of gun possession. And then at the same time, the, the uh, I don't know what the relationship was, but there was a male who said that they held lineups last night yeah. with his daughter, and, and she picked the guy out of the lineup. That, that is not information that should be in the public right now mm. until such time as they can connect the dots and put it all together. So, you know, we're, we're, we're compromising investigations through our policies. We're trying to legislate good policing, which you can't do. Take the Police Reform Act that just passed in Springfield, which is an absolute travesty. But, you know, I keep thinking I keep thinking the mayor must have seen that video because of what she said, that there has to be we have to revisit the the foot chase. Yeah. But but again, I get back to revisit the foot chase. I I still don't understand the the facts of the case. and, and, And Gary, I know you're on top of this as well. From the fact standpoint, we are the facts are what they are. The shot spotter. A detected firearm uh, discharge. Fire. The police were on the scene within minutes. Spot two people and they start running. A pursuit uh, ensues where a gun is is present and a police officer fired. What do you expect the police officers to do? Why have shot spotter? Why why have nine one one? If the cops show up and you tell them, well, you can only talk to people that what turn themselves in. Like you're not allowed yeah, to chase he- people. Well, you know, the ironic part is this this really is almost the exact circumstance of the last arrest that I was involved in. We responded to a shots fired job, and um, as we were canvassing the area, a couple of kids saw, saw our car and turned around and started running. Uh-huh. The driver grabbed one guy. I chased two guys. The cavalry came, and we caught three guys with two guns. First shots fired. Yeah. I mean, there's no way on earth that I was not getting out of the vehicle and chasing those yeah. people, even though at the time <laughs> I, I may have lost a step or two over the years. No, <laughs> and, uh, come on. I was 55 years old and chasing 25 years. As I recall, though, you were in pretty good shape, so yeah. thank you for that. Well, and I would think, and that's a perfect example of where, obviously, the most important thing there would be to get the gun, right? Get the gun yeah, off the street. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
And whatever the circumstance of the actual shooting, it's almost irrelevant to the foot pursuit. Because you don't know until you get a whole... Yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to... uh, Anyway. Well, I I guess I feel slightly better that you're just as confused as we are, but uh, (laughs) we'll continue to try to stay on top of it. That's Gary McCarthy, the ex-top cop here in Chicago after Mayor Lightfoot uh, once a review of a foot policy that doesn't really exist and what would you want that policy to be again will the video that was supposed to come out today uh, in the adam toledo shooting but is not coming Mm. out today we're told will that change anything i mean according to gary mccarthy no i i don't know if it should to me there's a there are two separate issues the shooting and the pursuit are not the same thing are you only going to give police the opportunity to talk to, interrogate, or apprehend people who turn themselves in? Yeah. Boo! Right. Yeah. Right, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> don't it. run. Yeah. Boo! Run. Let them go. If they run, let them go? Really? Hmm. So this, this Lakeshore Drive shooting, road rage, gun battle, the story... I say it's evolving. I think the reality is, is that there is a dispute of the facts. Might be a nice way to put it. We're now hearing from the man who was driving the car that the baby was in the back seat. It wasn't his baby. It was his girlfriend's grandbaby. Did I get that right? I think so. Mm -hmm. There's like seven degrees of separation here. Yeah. His girlfriend... He, he's dating grandma. Yeah, but the weird. grandma's only like you don't hear grandma. You don't hear grandma's boyfriend very often. Yeah, right? you just don't hear it. Yeah, it's just a, it's like a phrase. I like. I'm just. I don't, I'm want, I don't like, want to hear it. I don't want to hear it a lot. <laughs> um, so he is speaking about what started this whole thing. I know. So he's saying that the, the the other car involved in this, trying to merge this, that, and the other. That is one of the worst places. Oh, it's, it's uh, to merge. Right, right coming, there at Soldier? Yeah. People Horrible. do go fast. They yeah. do, yeah. So that's Jashawn Brown. Again, mm-hmm. he's driving the car. Grandma's in the passenger seat. Baby's in the back, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we got. The story continues. Okay, so he's saying there's a dispute over merging. <laughs> yeah. Witnesses and he say that there was an exchange of words back and forth. You I, suck, no, you suck. Yeah, and, and I think he was out of the car. The other he guy literally got out of the car. car. So they were both stopped. He then says a a gun shows up. Right? Do we have that piece? Mm-mm. Okay. So he's saying that the other driver then brandishes a gun, waves a gun at him, shows him a gun. The driver of the car with the baby says he got his gun out, but he didn't show it in anybody, and he didn't shoot it. That's his version of the story. His ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that's telling. ex-girlfriend says, oh, yeah, he shot his gun also. So there is that's the other person in the car is saying he shot the gun? He said he shot his gun first. Right. So we have a dispute on the facts at this point. He's saying he he pulled his gun out but left it in his lap. Lap, yeah. 
Which I also would look at and go, so if somebody waves a gun at you, and you are illegally carrying a firearm. He, he was he was arrested and charged because he did not have a FOID card. He, FOID card. Mm-hmm. He's a, a, a felon. His previous cases, I'm not trying to, but I'm saying he's not supposed to have a firearm. Yeah. So he was illegally in possession of a firearm. And I'm supposed to believe that he just, as a guy pointed a gun at him, he just calmly pulled it out and put it on his lap. Didn't just show it to case. anybody. Just Didn't wave case. it as in, really? I got one of those too. Yeah. Mine's and, bigger. And he says, I never shot it. His ex-girlfriend now. I'm like, now the ex-girlfriend. Now, but the fact is, today, today the fact is, the police are saying they only have shell casings from the other person's gun. That doesn't mean he didn't shoot his gun. It just means they didn't right. find shell casings. Maybe they're in the car that sped away. I have no um, idea. Yeah. Well, that's why I say the facts the today. Ex-girlfriend the facts change saying, every day. Yes, he did shoot his gun. She's turned state's evidence against him, basically. The reality is, and the saddest part of all yeah. this, there's a 21-month-old child in a medically induced coma with a head wound at Lurie's. Mm. We can't get away from that. He says they checked him for gun residue. You know how they can swab your hands? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. that, again, according to him, according to Mr. Brown, he had no gun residue on his hand. Therefore, he says he didn't fire his gun. He does not have a FOID card or a concealed carry license. And by the way, he's a felon. Right. Those are the facts. Those but he got right. out of jail last night at what? Midnight, they said? $5,000 bail. Yeah. Mm. Another sad fact. Sounds like a case for Maury, you know, with oh, the yeah. whole Get them both on stage. Oh, my gosh. Well, and then the ex-girlfriend and the current girlfriend and the, I mean. It is unbelievable. No, no, no. The current girlfriend's now the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, sad. No, no, no. Yeah. She's yeah, the she ex-girlfriend out. because yeah. she blames him for the baby getting shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Grandma is now the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she talked to um, ABC News yesterday. And she said she he said, started it. He should be um, charged with stiffer right. penalties. She's angry. That was yesterday, though. Maybe today, oh, something God. else. Maybe there's something new we don't know about. Hmm. Now, prosecutors say they don't have any evidence that he fired his gun. Other than right. the lady sitting next to him who yeah. said he fired his gun. She may be upset for a variety of other reasons. She may be confused. I don't know. But, like Gary McCarthy said, she just gave the other people... The the, the other vehicle that hasn't been found. Ironclad like, defense. He fired first at us. We were just we were defending, defending ourselves. Our, I, I feared for my life. Yeah. A guy showed a gun and started shooting at me. So Grandma just, just did that because she had beef with the boyfriend. And all Maybe. about... I don't know. This is all speculation, obviously. All about, as the ex-girlfriend now, Grandma... That's unbelievable. <laughs> says he was bobbing and weaving through traffic. He initiated this. That's oh. what she said. The woman in the car with her now ex-boyfriend. Their relationship must have been on a fine, oh, fine line to begin yeah. with. Because, yeah, you go through something like this and you immediately turn on him. Yeah. That was I mean, not Ozzy and Harry. Yeah, definitely. was that like, you have a gun? I find it hard to believe that she didn't know yet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, police have actually not said if the other driver is in custody, but I would think if they found that person, that they would have announced that. Don't you think? I would think. That yes. the idea that, that that would be something they wouldn't hold on to but in any way, shape, or form. 
for some reason, usually we have the description, the make of the car. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we don't leads me to believe that they already have that. Again, Mr. Brown And faces, they had a lineup. Yeah, they had like a, a, a lineup that the grandma right. went to mm. with her dad, the great-grandfather. You would like There's to great grandpa's great getting involved. Need a flow chart. Yeah. I'm going to need a flow chart for oh, this. Man. This this is unbelievable. And correct me if I'm wrong, point. but I've not seen mom. Where's mom? Yeah, I haven't heard of mom, mom in this or at all. Dad, I haven't heard mom yeah. or dad mentioned it's at grandma, all. Boyfriend, grandma, boyfriend, great granddad are involved in the child's life. I haven't heard of anyone else yet at this point. Mm. Well, more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. Mr. Brown is uh, facing a felony charge of unlawful use of a weapon as a felon. Again, like you mentioned, he was released on $5,000 bond. The judge says he does not believe he poses a flight risk, but he did, as a felon, was in position of an illegal firearm. Mm -hmm. And in some way, shape, or form, I mean, it appears in some way, shape, or form, he participated in the act that led to the shooting of Somehow. the child. And we just talked to the head of the National Rifle Association about these laws. He's a felon. He has a gun. It's already against the law. Yeah. $500. Boom. Out. Mm. Here's another court date. Hey, joining us right now uh, to speak about those executive actions, gun laws, whatever you want to refer to him as, is Richard Pearson with the Illinois Rifle Association. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. So, uh, to your understanding, how do these executive actions change anything? Let's just stay right here in Illinois. Well, uh, executive actions carry no weight. They're not executive orders. Yeah. And so they're just, this is an idea I got. Somebody else do it. So it's it's more of a suggestion to Congress and or states that they should do something. Yeah, do something. But yeah. the problem of when a legislature does something and they don't know what they are doing, it's always trouble. <laughs> you got a good well, what about, um, Richard, what about these ghost guns? Do you at least agree that probably those should be not available to people? Well, ghost guns are, are just uh, partially finished firearms. Um, the, uh, the receiver, the part that makes the gun work, is 80% finished, and you have to finish themselves. I would expect those would wind up being serial numbered, so they would be treated like... Uh, like all firearms would be then. Well, and I, I guess my question is, uh, we, 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 we latch on to phrases, ghost guns being one of them. Um, are ghost guns a big problem? Like, is, is, are these kit guns, is maybe another way to put it, guns you can order on the Internet, assemble yourselves, is that where the criminals are getting their guns from? Uh, no, criminals mostly steal their guns or buy them illegally. Uh, I'm sure there's some ghost guns out there that have been used by a criminal, um, but uh, that's not their source of firearms. Ghost guns are for, for uh, mostly gun gun guys, gun ladies who want to build their own firearm and customize it so it fits them perfectly. So we've had all these mass shootings. Do you at least agree something has to be done? Well, the uh, the mass shootings, for example, they were talking about the red flag laws. You know, Illinois has a red flag law, by the way. How does it work? Can you explain it to us? Certainly. If you you have a relative, um, somebody you have a relationship with, that uh, you think is going, uh, is acting strangely and they have firearms, you can actually uh, call the police and they will come out and pick up their firearms. And this is a... uh, this is a very tricky business because you're dealing with a, a person's rights, 
And uh, so it's called an ex parte hearing. In other words, the person who's being accused doesn't know he's being accused, and it's all over before he finds out. So they don't have a. So you can't, like, it's not like a hearing where you get to go defend yourself. No, you hmm. don't get to defend yourself. Some states, uh, Illinois uh, has one, but it has 14 days you have a court hearing. Mm-hmm. But there are some states that the time limits have, there just aren't any. So you may never get a court hearing. You get caught up in the system and you might not hear it. The other problem with the uh, these are, and they're very, you know, they're very tricky. Uh, they have been used by particularly boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife to get even with the other person. Sure, sure. Re- revenge, retaliation in some way, shape, right. or form. Now, it's, it's a, a felony uh, in Illinois if you do that. But uh, but a lot of states don't have that. So uh, there was a guy in Maryland who's apparently got in a fight with his uh, girlfriend, and the police beat his door down at five o'clock in the morning and killed him. And it turned out she was just trying to harass him. Well, mm. she did. She got away with that one, all right? Wow. We're talking to Richard Pearson, Illinois Rifle Association. So, Richard, I would think, as the head of the Illinois Rifle Association that you would want to do something about all these criminals who are giving legal gun owners like a bad rap. We do want to do something about those. Um, you know, legal gun owners are always the ones who suffer from these laws. Very seldom are the criminals ever suffer. And that's the problem with a lot of these laws. So but so what what specifically can be done? Do we, is there any points of agreement? Again, we're talking to Richard Pearson with the Illinois Rifle Association. Uh, as opposed to the divisions, I guess I'd say, is there any agreement on meaningful changes in some way, shape, or form that we think could curb violence? Well, the things that can curb violence, uh, we, we agree that we don't want bad people to have firearms. Okay. Okay, that's, so we agree on that one. But when you pass the laws... Let's say you, uh, that you'll be arrested, that it's a felony and all that kind of stuff. If you look at what happens in Cook County, you get arrested at 8 o'clock, you're out of, out of jail by 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the problems that's happening. You're seeing increases in, uh, in uh, the carrying of uh, illegal people carrying firearms uh, in, um, in Chicago because it doesn't matter. If you get caught, you get let go. Who cares? So is the argument that we need to enforce the existing laws or be stricter with the existing laws that we don't need new ones? Well, if you enforce the existing laws, I think most of this will go away. Okay. Uh, I have to tell you that. And everybody wants to walk around that issue. If you get a bad person and you put them in jail and they sit there for a while and think about it for a while, uh, they're less likely to do it again. The other thing, if they're in jail, they can't do it again. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, Right. You, Although, I was just thinking, it doesn't really matter. Whenever they get out, they can just get another gun because, you know, it's easy to get a gun for criminals, yeah, right? But, but, you know, gun traffickers, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't, we have, we've uh, uh, sponsored gun trafficking bills before mm-hmm. or agreed with them. We haven't sponsored, but we've agreed with them to work with those because that is the problem. Gun trafficking. Gun trafficking is the real problem with all this stuff. And guns coming in across state lines, for example, moving them around, That you, you guys agree that's an issue? Uh, it is an issue. There's a bad, uh, you know, people go across the, the border and get a get a firearm. Um, for the legal gun owner, it's uh, it's fine. But you know, these people aren't going to the gun store and buying a firearm. 
Where are they getting but, it? But yeah, that's the question because it seems to me that they're that it all starts with a legal purchase at some point, right? And then or it or it's stolen. But yeah, if they're going to most of the time they're stolen and then uh, turned into an illegal purchase. I mean, because gangs aren't selling guns to other gangs. You know what I mean? They're uh, no. going to Indiana or wherever, and they're getting guns from where? I think they're being taken. You know, they're straw purchasers. Yeah. Uh, we, we, for example, we had a, a, a classic case in Cook County. A woman bought four guns for the sole purpose of reselling them to gang members. She sold two of them. Okay. And uh, each one of those is worth seven years in jail. What she got was probation, and she had to work for the Cook County Sheriff for two weeks, mm. and she got paid for it. Okay. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, but so you, I, that's a solid argument, though, that if you're not going to enforce the laws we have, on what difference one end, would... you can't do it on the other end. Right. Uh, Richard, right. thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Have a great day, everyone. That's Richard Pearson with the Illinois Rifle Association, because that, that listen, I, I am willing to have a conversation about meaningful changes. As a gun owner, I'm still willing to have it. Again, People using guns in the commission of a crime make me as a gun owner look bad. I agree with that statement. Yeah. But if we're not enforcing the laws we have now, passing new laws that you're not going to enforce, well, what the hell difference would it make? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not going to be strict enough, because right. that could be a solid argument. And um, I think, this, Bruce, case please. in point. So the shooting of the toddler, right? Yes. Right. What's the, he charged the guy, with? The guy has a felony already. Uh-huh. Now he's, he's now charged... With um, unuseful, unlawful use or possession, possession as a, a felon. Fight. Without a felony card. he was released last night. On yeah. $5,000 bail. Right. It, but he's a felon right. that had a gun, which makes it even worse. I don't care if he shot it or not. The point is, he is not allowed to have a gun as a felon. Right. Right. Why is he back on the street? And it would seem to me that the penalty for that would be quite severe. You would think. If you ever are, but, but if can you, you ever get the penalty. Can you understand the point, Judy, then? Yeah. When we talk about executive orders, executive mm -hmm. action, and or new gun laws... Well, if you're if you if you're not going to enforce that law, well, what's right. the new yeah, one going right. to do? I like, mean, is, the, is the problem laws or is the problem enforcement? Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. So I don't know if you saw what's happening at University of Chicago, but it struck me as the uh, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. The University of Chicago, because of not one, not two, not three, fifty confirmed COVID cases has issued uh, what do you, a stay-at-home mm -hmm. order yeah, the for students shut down on again. campus. Shut the campus. No more in-person learning. Because they were back uh, to yeah. yeah. kind of normalcy, right? And they're blaming it on fraternity parties. But this is these, these damn kids today, right? Because <laughs> we had uh, uh, the mayor, we had Dr. Arwadi talking about the group where the infections were going up was the younger group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, it just strikes me that we, we've, we've sent them mixed messages. We've told them they're not that susceptible. We've told them that they will probably survive it. But we, from day one, have told them that they could kill they people. Could, yeah, but they don't care about that. Yeah, you're right. So, they, yeah, That's they, the problem. so they're like, well, you're if it's not going to kill me, right. I'm going to the frat house. Yeah. I'm going straight animal house. I'm guessing University of Chicago fraternities are not like Animal House, by the way. I don't think there's there's there might be there. one. You think Maybe. there's one like there might yeah. be one. Come on. Yeah, one of the one of the odd ones there. Yeah. yeah.
And, I'm and this, sure is, this is the worry. Isn't this the worry that moving forward, you'll have these outbreaks. You'll have these explosions of, 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 of positivity. And so you, you shut the campus down. But did they shut it down in time? Will it spread from there? Will it will it right. will it start another you know stupid wave where it goes like this? Right, because I mean, how many kids weren't living on campus and were going home? How and- many do you need to contain? I admit that I don't know how that works. Yeah, and and I part of the problem is it's all the better safe than sorry. The reality is none of these 50 kids who tested positive are probably going to end up in a hospital. None of them are going to end up on a respirator and none of them are going to die from this. That's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. But they well, shut they, down the school. They still shut down there the school. Peers, their fellow students hate them. Yeah. Well, they already did. They were in fraternities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't invited to the parties. They got so in, like, yeah. Mm. That's why. He didn't get invited <laughs> to the know. party. I know. Hey, The dude. chess club is pissed. The chess yeah. club. <laughs> 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 you can you can bet your booty the there is one team. Oh, oh, sure. yeah. the debate team. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're not happy at all. Yeah, you take your. You I was actually surprised class. there was a fraternity at the like that at the University of Chicago. I did think it was a much more staid conservative school, but it's college. Yeah. They have fraternities at Harvard, yeah, but the kind Yale where fifty and... people would get COVID because they were obviously partying. There's a party. Yeah, this was this party. Uh, okay, Otis. <laughs> 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 Okay, so yeah, that that was that type of party. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they had Otis. They had Otis stay there. So that, that okay, all bets are off. Then apparently they're a lot different there. Still, might be one of the reasons though why you need to have your faith in humanity restored as they shut down the University of Chicago. Mm. Judy says she could do that for you now. So a Texas man has become the first person to run from Disneyland in California to Disney World in Florida. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's about exactly. 2,761 miles. 59-year-old Don Muchow of Plano began his run on February 1st, 2020. He planned to complete it in about 90 days, but the pandemic led to some unexpected delays. The run still took about 90 days, but it was spread out about... 14 months over oh. the course of 14 months yeah for safety <laughs> reasons God. so the he's run, 59 yeah he's 59 that's the, the run was aimed at raising oh <laughs> <laughs> the run was aimed at a raising awareness of type 1 diabetes a great cause and Muchow arrived at disney world on monday Very yeah he cool. was greeted by a crowd of supporters including disney world employees when he arrived at the park his original plan of course of spending the day at the magic kingdom will have to wait for the coronavirus precautions oh, to ease. Got it. That's a, good for cool. him. It's a yeah. long run. Well, it, took, it took 14 months, but I, what else are you going to do during a pandemic? Still wouldn't understand Not, how that worked. He'd like go home and then come back and then... <laughs> he just like, took, us, he took his worked. time. Yeah. <laughs> To get to the goal. Yeah, that's not me. No. no that's not no. me. Good for him, though. I hate running to the kitchen. Oh, so, yeah. I would have taken a golf cart myself. Yeah. But <laughs> I might do that. Thanks a lot, Judy. Restoring our faith <laughs> in humanity. Also, a special shout-out to MG and his posse yeah. over there in Mission Control, pressing all the buttons, making things happen. Our infant producer, Miranda, on the other side of the double-pane bulletproof glass. DJ Cheese working the ones and twos. And Nick Gale, who's going to stick around and continue to update you on everything you need to know, the latest things out there, the news, the traffic, the weather. He's on top of it. And Nick continues to deliver for you. Coming up next on 890 WLS.